anarchists, violent mobs, arsonists, looters, criminals, rioters. Poor kids are just as bright and just as tall as white kids. I said, please don't be too nice. We choose truth over facts. I am your president of law and order. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. In the white room with black curtains near the station. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to Inside Agitator. We Started talking without pressing record, and we we recovered some good ground. So I'll retread kind of how we got to where we're currently at in the conversation, and then and then we'll pick it up. But pretty much, I was saying like it. We've talked before about it. It's not like slavery was abolished. It's like it was reformed. Mm. And I think one of the better reforms that have worked out for the ownership class is the fact that like there's no clear demarcation between. Like, oh, there's the plantation house. Those are the bad guys that own me. They're right there. There's no Django Unchained where your girl decides to join that house and you get to go blow up the fucking house. That's not... Where's the house? There's no house. Like, the house. There's (laughs) There's no house. There's no clear and defined house where all of them reside at all. No. No. And fucking... And yet we're all on this big fucking, the world's largest work camp that's ever been fucking created. Most of us in debt, literally, so like literally owned by whoever owns our debt. And yet we don't even, like there's no clear like, and and there's some clarity to it. But really the people we see are the politicians that act on the fucking ownership class's behalf. We don't even know the ownership class. We don't know. And the people we do know, the Jeffrey Epsteins, the Bill Gates, the public facing figures are like the tip of the iceberg. Like that, like, yeah. you know, that's, there's, there's a whole class. We, we don't even know who the fuck they are. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And, this, this shit happens everywhere. It's like all over the fucking yeah. place. <laughs> and then you brought up a great point that literally they got migrants who are being held at gunpoint to pick onions in Georgia for 20 cents an yeah. hour. Just to and and the thing is, it's like we the system itself does that and creates that and incentivizes that. It's not as, it's not as simple as it once was before. It's all incentives and it's complicated. And there's all these extra fucking steps. Yeah. And even they take their paperwork, so they can't they can't like they have their passports, they have their paperwork, so they, they're stuck there. And it made me think about today's uh, Maxwell trial. They were talking. There was this harrowing story about one of the w- women that they were, uh, saw, you know, taking advantage of in sex trafficking. One of the girls, she's oh, in a foreign country, and she has no, none of her paperwork, none of, no money, no, no ability to get home. And Ghislaine Maxwell puts a schoolgirl outfit on her bed and is like, "Wouldn't it be so funny if you served Jeffrey his tea in this?" Which is just one of many. The daily routine of Epstein being abusing these women and his powerful friends doing the same. And she's telling this and she's embarrassed and you clearly just so ashamed. And But it's almost like you had no options. Yeah. Like what, what if you didn't put no, that on? That's a, like that's you, a they level of coercion. You would have been – yeah, like big fucking time. And so – and I don't know. As long as those – as long as people are able to do that to people – we do not live in a free society. We don't. Um, no, we don't. Not at all. And then that conversation made you think about the Steve Wilco show. Yeah, right? I, yeah. This is this is what we were bullshitting. I really thought this would be good for the pod, <laughs> but I'm still gonna say it. There's just like one of the most viewed videos on the Steve Wilco show is like you know how he does like lie detector. That's pretty much like the premise of the whole thing, right? You, it's like a Maury yes, type, exactly, deal, right? Exactly, and. This girl, it was like literally having relations with her like biological father and then like was like open and proud about that. But then like I was like really thinking about it while I was watching. I was like, wow, that's like definitely just power, a a very fucked up power dynamic. And just like the dad coercing in some way, like they made it sound like they were in love and like all this shit on the show, which almost led me to believe it was fake. Uh, But then at the same time, I was like, yeah, this is really fucked up. If this is real or not, you know, (laughs) like I'm going to go with it's fake just for my own mental health. But you know what the even wildest shit about it is, is like they have the girl on first. They don't bring out the dad. You know, they bring out the, the characters one 
one at a time or the people. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Normally the heel comes out yeah, last. Yeah, exactly. The one that they want to boo is definitely like the second yeah. one. So like she's out there and she's like, oh, I love my dad. We've been having sex since I was 18, yada, yada, yada. And just like a young girl too. Like she's 18 years old. <laughs> and so... Uh. So it's like, and then he comes out and then they both just like run up to each other and like Titanic make out, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just make oh. out. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Hey, yo, bro. Uh, hey, yeah. yo. And so that, that just, that just made me fucking, whenever you said like the Epstein thing, it was just like, yeah, that's. It's kind no, of how it, it, it and it like bleeds power down. Dynamics. Yeah, I would say it just bleeds down into other parts of society. You know, all, I think it all stems yes, from the same place. You know, of course it does. So, a couple of a couple of things on this. I think, so like you know, you could go to one of these fucking like sexual assault galas that they have in fucking bullshit places like DC, and you're gonna hear four speakers that don't at all address power dynamics and power structures mm-hmm. it's just this vague concept of raising awareness for it and, and and that was the issue with the me too movement and where it fell flat and it's not even on the fault of the me too movement because how can you in this society actually address and correct and lessen the inequalities and the power fucking gaps between individuals in a society that's made to breed and incentivize that. How do you get rid of that without actually challenging the whole entire system, which is a much bigger thing? And in particular, like, you, I mean, the evidence of the Me Too movement falling flat is like, you read that Bloomberg article we brought up during the Maxwell episode, and they're trying to say like, yeah, well, you know, in the Me Too era, are people really going to want a woman to take the fall for a man's crimes, like type shit? And it's like, it's just such a – it's not even a good dynamic for looking at abuse in relationships mm-hmm. and sexual abuse because nowadays, you know, like – and once again, I hate oh, – we always do this. Uh, I, the insoles are not right. They're wrong <laughs> about pretty much everything. <laughs> Let me preface what I'm about to say. Okay. All right. Get it. Lay it on me, dude. Lay it on me. Um, but – <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry that's fucking crazy i, just, I hate dude but, i hate to do this but we we live in a, like i heard here's a story i heard i'm just gonna relay this story. okay all right tuning in um cutting into this episode about uh, two weeks after we originally recorded it mm-hmm. we released it <laughs> And uh, upon further review, we tried to keep the story I was just about to tell vague enough that it didn't reveal personal details about people I know. But it's like... It was vague enough, dude. I don't give a fuck that. <laughs> let's, let's fucking release I think it how you, it is. You know it wasn't vague enough, but you think that those people deserve us to shit on them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least you admit it. At okay, least you admit I, it. Want, I and, want those people to be shit on. Just a little bit, you know? Yeah. No, they and, and they probably do deserve to be shit on, but for now, I'm just gonna, for the first time ever, issue a retraction on Inside Agitator. And for the first time ever, I am protesting a retraction on Inside Agitator. <laughs> this is a real role reversal. Yeah, no um, cap. And... and, and, and uh, uh, and I think we will release the original. I still have the original that we shot the original people, but I need to burn those bridges first before I <laughs> <laughs> release that episode. And I'm working on it steadily. We're lighting the, the Tinder. But um, for, for now, um, for now, I think there's a good f- – I got like a couple fill-in stories that kind of communicate the same thing. Um, one is you don't watch this show, Succession, do you? Mm-mm. All right. Know. So on the show, there's two. It's about this really rich family, and it's basically an alternate universe where like Fox bought Disney instead of Disney buying Fox. Mm-hmm. And so it's the family that owns Fox, but it's not Fox in this universe. They're called uh, Waystar Royco, um, and they got ATN, the news network, and the theme park division, the cruise division, and the like tech division. And it's like this big conglomerate, kind of in the style of our monolithic capitalist overlords. 
Um, and it talks about the extreme, it kind of the whole show's about, you don't root for anybody. Everyone's pretty evil and horrible. And it's kind of about the evils and, you know, moral corruptions of the ruling class. Yeah. Um, and in particular, the people trying to climb and claw their way up into that ruling class, slowly becoming more and more like them. And there's this one character who's from a flyover Midwestern state, normal family, who kind of married into the this scion group of people um, through his wife, Shivroy. And the character I'm talking about is Tom Wamsgams. And she's able to, on their wedding night, get this, it's their fucking wedding night. And she's like, yeah, um, I don't know if I'm into the whole monogamy thing. <laughs> he On the show, he says that? Or she says no, that? She says that to him on his wedding night. On his wedding night. Boy. Like, they're getting married. I don't even... Ooh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And God then, it's like, and also, I've been cheating on you. And he's at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Insane. And he kind of goes along with it because of the power dynamic difference there. And because he yeah. wants to get into... The, and listen... Tom Wamsgams is now at this point has enough of a name that he'd go out there and probably do his own thing, but he's going to cut himself off from potentially inheriting or making or being in the class that will be the ruling class. And so he's willing to go along with this, even though he really loves his fiance. And so he goes along with it, and you could see it on his face. Matthew McFadden plays Tom Wamsgams, incredible actor, and he's just devastated. Um, and it's not so much of a spoiler because she is just cheating on him during the season, and you're like aware of it before he knows. Um, but so and then there is spoilers later um, that I'm not going to get into. I just highly recommend anyone watch the show. It's pretty much written for like Twitter leftists. They even got Dasha Nekrasova from the Red Scare podcast to play a character in the third season. Really? So like it's very much like for Twitter leftists. So if you like this podcast, you will like Succession. Go watch it. But what is that kind all? of the story I was telling was about a similar thing where there was a power dynamic imbalance, and someone kind of got bamboozled into a situation they may, might have not have wanted to have been in. Um, and and it, it's perhaps more egregious than the Shivroy Tom Wamsgam situation because the power dynamic was maybe even worse. But nevertheless, um, I think that's a good replacement story. And then on top of that, you go on like r slash relationships. And this is a really bad habit of mine. And Reddit knows this. I have the Reddit app on my phone. And I don't really be going on Reddit, but they send me push notifications of like wild posts on r slash relationships like my wife will only fuck me if i message her only fans as a client and say i want a sex video and then she'll film a sex yeah, video yeah no i saw and that yeah, yeah yeah that was a fucked that up one that was popular even on twitter that went big yeah um, and That's you know fucked. and you just see fucked up shit and and furthermore like you know i think the point um i was ultimately trying to get at is white feminism career feminism like, it's really easy to be like, like, shit, it's so easy, even for like a third wave older feminist to see a young woman and be like, yeah, leave that boy behind. It's time for you to go be a young professional in the city, single. That's what you deserve. Go get that. And that's seen as like liberating when really what that is, is like leaving, you know, lower class people behind and going and, and <coughs> being a member of what is still a patriarchal power structure. And getting fucked by the people above you in it, like and and or alternatively, fucking over other people below you. And there's kind of just this like perversion of love and this abandonment of love. And on the cover of this episode, it's like you know, don't look for love, look for coffee. And there was another meme going around that's like, stop forcing relationships. Sometimes your soulmate is money. And like, there's just this mindset. And like, are you kind of familiar with it? You've been kind of seeing yeah, that turn. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think the perfect encapsulation of that. And I've been kind of wanting to talk about these guys, but, but I completely forgot when we originally recorded this. Fresh and Fit is like okay. the perfect. Do you know who Fresh and Fit is? No, I don't. Oh my god, you've never heard of this shit? It's so crazy. It's two dudes who call themselves high value men, and it's basically like. The, these guys are just invite girls on who just want clout and stuff and they and they just like ask them about like what do you bring to the relationship and shit like that and it's basically like the number one incel podcast so for our listeners what is a high value man a high value man is uh somebody who uh is in shape has good finances um and gets a lot of women and mm -hmm. defines the terms of the relationship and doesn't get walked over by women because all yeah. women are bad according to them 
Yeah. And they all and, need and, to be trained. It's, it's sort of like the, you know, the major insult argument. Like, women need yeah. to be trained and, like, they need and to do low what they say. And there's low-value Yes, exactly. don't have their finances together and don't necessarily have a big career. Mm-hmm. And that makes you a low-value man. And if you're a low-value man, the opinion of people who subscribe to this ideology is it, it, you have every right to be walked over and women shouldn't respect you. And, and yeah. And you're just yeah. the side thing even maybe. Like, you exactly. know, that's the – yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and I don't think that's new. I think it's building on no. shit that happened in the past and 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 power dynamics in the past that third wave feminism didn't reckon with. Um and the fact that we never really changed power structures and also the commodifying of relationships is has a lot to do with it. But this is a natural mm-hmm. consequence this kind of ideology of capitalism because it's people responding to their environment and to what they're seeing and and maybe taking it a couple steps too far. But this kind of is how, to an extent, how relationships work in the modern day. I hate the high-value, low-value system. I think it's horrible. But, like, outside of a relationship, if one person in a relationship goes and talks to other people, that's kind of the feedback you're going to get. If you're with a high-value person, man or woman, people are going to be like, nah, stay with them, secure the bag, la la la. Yeah. And if you're with a low-value person and you're high-value – your your friends can tell you fuck that you can do better da 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 and like there's kind of this like and it's it hasn't become about love anymore it's yeah. become about this kind of transactional ladder climbing process and actually there's this term that the succession characters use called uh, the dating ladder and it's like oh well if you date no, her fresh and fit uses that too <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah. yeah and basically it's like you know you date a high value woman or man. And then other people will think you're high value. So then they'll they'll date you. And and then you work your way up the ladder by jumping over. Mm-hmm. And it's that clout chasing thing. And, you know, there's a million SoundCloud rap songs about girls that did that in the SoundCloud rap community. Um, and shit, men do it all the fucking time, too. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, I, my first example is a man, Tom Wamsgams, in the show Fictional, but based on real things, mm-hmm. who was doing that himself and ended up getting hurt for it. And anyway, it's just, it's just this really toxic thing. Um, and... I think there's two reasons why the incel problem, and it's a problem. People die because of incels. Incels open up fire on women and have these mm-hmm. mass shootings. So it's something that we got to address. I think it's two things. We don't have mental health care in this country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, and if we had free mental health care and encouraged pe- men to go to therapy, that would probably like nip most of the problem in the butt, right? Yeah. But furthermore, it's the fact that we have not eliminated these abusive power structures We've just changed who gets to be in power. Yeah. And so then, boom, it, it, now there are men out of power. And, and, and there's the patriarchal system that once existed doesn't, but the power abuses and the power differences and the inequalities that create abuse in relationships haven't gone away. Yeah. Now it's just women doing so, it some of the time. Mm-hmm. It, but we haven't actually changed the core, the core thing. The um, core problem. Yeah. And, and I think... You know, there's a larger discussion to be had about white feminism, career feminism, and how damaging that's been to addressing these power structures, to taking down the patriarchy, um, and how, like, kind of these higher, more noble causes that are the reasons I consider myself a feminist have kind of been abandoned in favor of girl boss, we run the world type things, yeah. you know? And I think that's what most of the, the people who are incels hate the most, you know what I mean? I think that's yeah, what they yeah. hate most about it. I think that's and what they're responding to yes, in an exactly. inappropriate way, and they take it a couple steps too far, but they are responding to a real mm-hmm. systemic issue um, that affects both women and men, so this isn't a, you know, and that's the that's where the incels go wrong, is because they make it like this gender war, when it's really not a gender war, it's a class war, which is like, we always go back to that always, all the time in this podcast, it's never about the differences, it's about class differences, that's what it's always about, yeah. um, and, and yeah, it was funny, our, our Canadian friend was talking to me about, um, a subreddit he found that's like for female incels, and they use the terms high value and low value men as well. And his joke is that it's funny to read it because they're all like holding out for high value man and like single as fuck. Um, and but it's literally the, the inverse of incels. It's the same thing where their standards for women are so high and they're not willing to, you know, chip away at them at all. Um, and it's fucked up. It's it, it's it's representative also of a narcissism that is plaguing our society big time and i don't agree with a lot of what red scare and dasha necrosova who's been on succession talk about 
But one of the core tenets of their podcast that they always go back to, one of their main themes, is the narcissism and atomization of today's age. And I think it's it, it, that is so true and, and something that fucking we're never going to build a better world until we address or deal with that somehow. Um, but it's kind of hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube with individualism. It's kind of difficult. Um, and mm. so we will, we will see if there's a way to do that. But, but anyway, we, I how think... How do we turn that individualism into collectivism? Like, how, how, what do you think? Like, do you think it's more of, like, people stepping up and having important roles within a group and, and being that individual who does things? Or, like, what, what do you think? I think, at, like, as things get worse, they'll get better, as always. But particularly, like, I think there was almost a moment in COVID when we realized, oh, this individualism shit is killing us, right? Mm-hmm. And so many larger forces worked against that realization. Um, and I think it's not like the kind of individualism that we have right now is untenable, especially in the face of a climate catastrophe, especially in the face of all the difficulties economically that we're going to go through over the next century. We're not going to be equipped to act like like more people than died during COVID so far, which is a whole hell of a lot of people. And there's a whole hell of a lot of orphans that don't got parents anymore, mm-hmm. like in the tens of thousands like that. It's going to be higher death tolls and it's going to be more people dying for this individualist project. And as as everyone's lives get worse, people are going to realize this kind of individualism is killing them. Also, I think more people are mentally ill than ever because this individualism is killing us. We're not made to be atomized individuals. We are made to be members and supported by a community. That yeah. is that is what human beings like we were tribal until not that long ago we had communities we had support mm-hmm. um and i think it's about kind of returning to that in some way and i think if that's going to be a necessity in the next century yeah i think everybody does want that like i think everybody wants a community to go to and so mm-hmm. i think they they all go to these things that sort of subscribe to their beliefs and stuff like that you know and I guess that that makes them find comfort that they're somewhat not alone. And they don't have these same thoughts, whether they be wrong or right, you know. Um, and that's a deeper conversation about how social media uses psychology and advertisements and the capitalists have been using psychology ever since fucking Freud's cousin was over here running marketing firms with his letters and research that and they've been using our own psychology against us for a century now and social media in particular knows that we have that kind of tribal nature and they've used it against us to kind of scurry us into all these kind of caves with with the like-minded people Mm. in false solidarity with each other because you're really just making each other's lives worse you're not helping each other and the incel kind of dark cave is one of those caves that people are kind of funneled into um and it's it's and and you know it's you go around any American city. I hate to sound like an old man, but you, you there's a lot of people staring at their glowing triangles, and people have kind of retreated into those like this faux tribal because uh, it scratches that itch um, mm-hmm. kind of nature, and that and that's that's scary. And I think that is an aspect to why relationships under late capitalism are incredibly difficult and real love and real kind of solidarity and togetherness in a relationship is is kind of in conflict with the way that our system is set up and designed. Damn. Yeah. That's, and yeah. just like, it, you know, I want to reiterate one thing. Like, it's so, e- like, you know the show Insecure on HBO? I think I've seen. Wait, describe it to me. What is it? Insecure on HBO is like it's like Issa Rae's show, and but like it's what like, is it about? Like it's about like like successful black women. Oh, and their dating oh, lives. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's something like and a like sex almost in the city type shit. Like right? got like a yeah, got like a new man and an ex and a side thing that they're juggling and like you know mm-hmm. and they're focused on their careers and yeah, it's like I don't know. I watched one episode after Succession one night. And it somehow made my stomach churn more than the show Succession. Really? Um, see, yeah. my, girl, my girlfriend had that on one night. She like watches that show like I think pretty religiously. <laughs> but uh, I think like I was just like I walked in from like out the studio, right? <laughs> and I walked over there and she was watching. I was like, what is this? And then I just kind of tuned it out. I was like, this kind of looks dumb, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. And recently they're under fire because there was um, there was they like had her in the barbershop 
and like a male, ah, like a black male barbershop. Did you I see did, this? Clip? I saw that. Yeah, no, I saw that clip yeah. floating around on Twitter, and people were calling it like anti-black as fuck. Um, and it kind of was, like, yeah. not that it's necessarily my place to say, but like, it really no. felt like no, yeah, it, it is, <laughs> and it almost felt classist as fuck too. Like, yeah, these poor black men, they suck and they hate women and blah, 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 blah. This, this is and, barbershop culture and this is... Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, in, in when actual, like, I've been like, in... Yeah. There, there is. I can give... There, there is some credence that, like, sometimes that happens. You know what no, I mean? I've been in barbershops where it's yeah. been, like, all the dudes just talking about sex and fucking celebrities and shit like that, no, right? Yes, 100%. Barbershops are toxic. I, I get a fade, so I go to black barbershop. I, it's, it, mm-hmm. I, I've experienced it. But the language that they used, like, it was, like, eight times over the top and the worst shit you'd ever heard. Exactly. Also, they have the dude <laughs> saying, like, skeet over and over again. And, like, I don't think a black person has said skeet since, like, 2007. <laughs> like, that, like... Little John is the last black person to say skeet, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's like, the what the... Like, boy, man. Yeah, like, like, what? Like, Mark... <laughs> You feel me? That it's like it's totally written by someone just so out of touch. Yeah. Um, and and we were talking about that on the last episode, um, on double standards, where the meet like the people, the bourgeois class who creates media is so out of touch and so immersed in that kind of culture that then that's the message that's kind of delivered to everybody at this kind of out of touch perspective, and then people kind of emulate it or, or bake it into their own perspectives, um. But yeah, before we start like a whole new episode in this episode, let's uh let's tune back into the imperialist self care grind set episode. And uh, <laughs> listeners, I'm sorry I had to remove the story that was very funny, Fucking but we lame. will be re-releasing it. We lame and not Grinch Lame, <laughs> lame and not Grinch. All right, um, we love you guys. I apologize again. Um, yeah, we'll hear it at some point. At some point. This maybe it'll be premium content, although we never really want to do that. I don't know. You guys will hear it at some point. Don't be don't be upset. Um, it'll be worth the wait too. Shit was like egregious and hilarious. Yeah. You know, no, we'll, we'll provide it through a series of links. You just got to get through all the links, and then once you get through like seven links, you can you can listen. So you have to solve a puzzle um, that would make any ruling class person's brain explode. Yeah, um, that yeah, we'll come up with like a riddle. That only cool people can solve. <laughs> tell, tell, <laughs> tell us how to fucking make a box of Robin. Tell us. <laughs> no, we'll just name this product and it'll be like shit like ramen with the, with, the, with the names scrubbed off. <laughs> no, the Vienna sausages label. That's what we should fucking do. <laughs> Tampico, yeah, but with Tam- no words on it. Dead and you, if you can identify Tampico, <laughs> you can listen to the episode. <laughs> Did you ever yeah. have that shit cut with water as a kid? Not cut with water. I've had it, but like it's always been like one of those special things because my mom was into like the health shit. So she was yeah. like, you can't have all the sugary drinks, but sometimes she'd buy the Tampico and that shit was slap, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, Maybe that's a white thing watering that shit down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, we get all that sugar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but because you could stretch that, you could stretch a bottle of Tampico oh, into 100%. like. Yeah, and it's cheaper than like one pack of Capri Suns, you know. Oh um, yeah. So pro tip if if you're out there trying to budget. Um, but all right, uh, all right, back to the episode. All right. But I think it mainly has to do with the fact that we don't even have language to really discuss and address the power dynamics and imbalances between people. Yeah. And I was telling, I was telling an older fella, I'm friends with this story, who kind a boomer, mm-hmm. and said boomer goes, oh, his response to it was. Oh, I, w- I wish we were back in the Mad Men days. And I had to tell, bro. Yeah. Meaning, and yeah, for people that yeah. don't get the reference, meaning like when people were fucking their secretaries <laughs> yeah. and the dudes drank whiskey and smoked cigars yeah, at work. Yeah, yeah. I would I, I would take the cigars back. I smoke cigs inside. Good thing from that era. We need that. But anyway, <laughs> the other shit, I think we got to leave it, though. And I told him this. I said, that's how we got here. <laughs> like, 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 no, but actually, yeah. Cause no one actually wanted to get rid of the power imbalances. That's what makes the system fucking yeah. run. That's what motivates people. Everybody baby. just wants to be in power. That's what it is. Bingo. Yes. 
Bingo. And the more you and were empowered, and the so, more you could step on other people and enjoy your life more than that other person, I guess, you know? Or yep. in, in a nutshell. And, and you know what? Back in the day, at least people had had the fucking the good Catholic upbringing or common sense or, or, or integrity to cheat on their partner in private and hide it from them mm-hmm. and feel ashamed <laughs> and know they were bad people. <laughs> but now, but now we got like all this fucking language. We like, no, I'm prioritizing my needs. Blah, 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 blah. Fucking. And we got no language to even talk about or address these power imbalances and the kind of abuse that leads to and the kind of entitlement that that gives people who feel that they've earned this spot. Because the big lie they tell you is like, if you work hard enough, if you get high enough, fuck if you get high enough. (laughs) uh, If you you get high enough on this uh, hierarchy, then you will not feel any pain. Nothing's allowed to bother you. You get your Mm. way. And I think once people get a little further up, that's what they want. And and instead of feeling like bad people for that, they feel like that's what they've earned and that's their happiness. Yeah. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah, I grinded to this uh, this position where I can just prioritize myself and have this money and do this thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I, I identify as as like demisexual at this point, and I kind of feel like three decades. And for those who don't know, demisexual just means. You, you want to have an emotional connection with somebody in order to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just fuck to fuck. No, I was I never my bag. That. I can agree with that. I'm, yeah, I'm but, a- well, see, I say this to people and they go, that's just normal. And I go, well, kind of, but I almost feel like with how hypersexual everything is nowadays, and granted, half of that's cap. You're hanging around with a bunch of dudes and they're going, oh, pussy, 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 pussy. Mm-hmm. Every, most people are fronting pretty hard. Yeah. But – Nevertheless, especially in college, like mm-hmm. like I, the, the last time I really remember feeling insecure about like that was like early in college, like hearing everyone trade these war stories being like, I don't really feel this way about like the conquest of women. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. does that mean something's up with me? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, nah. and there was a brief period where I was like, damn, am I asexual? I like to fuck sometimes. And apparently you could be asexual and still like to fuck. So like, oh. I was like, all right, maybe I'm there. And I didn't really learn what demisexual was until like fucking last summer, I think, like like pretty recently. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that I like that. That's a good label for what I am. But no, part of me feels like three decades that ago to me too, dude. Like I had no idea what it is right before this call. Like right now, dude. <laughs> like yeah, no, I I never had heard of that shit before. And like I spent time on the internet and in like you know more progressive circles, and I just never it never really came up. And uh, and once I heard it, I was like, oh, boom! Like that that makes sense for me. Yeah. Um. And you know, it part of being able to be confident enough to say that was me being in a relationship and like and and feeling comfortable in my sexuality and then being like yeah no that's that's what i am right and but part of me thinks three decades ago i would have just identified as like yeah i'm straight like what like because yeah. because things weren't as hypersexual as they are now um and and that hypersexuality it's really funny you look at the trends and pe- young people are fucking less than ever People are more atomized and isolated and not having sex more than ever before, um, especially young people who are in high school and college during COVID. The numbers are staggering. People are not fucking like they used to fuck. Mm-hmm. But there's a subset of people who are comfortable enough, have an easy enough life, have enough confidence or whatever the fuck it is where they're hypersexual and that and because that's the ruling class that's the bourgeois that's who sets the stage of our culture our culture feels hypersexual but the people the subjects of these bourgeois fucking freaks are not sexual they're not as hypersexual mm. probably mainly because they got a million fucking things to worry about and they think it's their own fault that their life sucks so they hate themselves that's that's my suspicion at least but fucking I, and, and so it's just occurred to me, like, what what is what, what is leading to that? Is it this nihilistic hedonism where people have surrendered even hope in the future? And especially if you're up in these hierarchies and you're making good money, if you're making fucking more than 200K a year, you are selling out morally big time. And if you're smart enough to get there, typically you kind of have some idea of that. Mm. And so you've pretty much abandoned 
hope for the future and any real belief or value system that you're going to stick to because you've abandoned so many of those values in order to access a nicer lifestyle and happiness and comfort. So why the fuck not abandon love next? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No, abandon everything we used to know and just completely, I guess, uh, you know, uh, assimilate into the system and be the person, you know? Yep. And then, and, and to where sex has become transactional and almost about domination and like, and not, and maybe about domination more for men, but on, on a woman level, it's like an accolade or like, it's like a, it's like a, it, there's this thing you get from it that isn't just about sex. It's about power and it's about your self image and about mm-hmm. feeling attractive and all, all these things and about your insecurities. Yeah, like, you know, whatever fucking void like, is inside you. Like, I still got it, like that type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's about proving something to the inner fucking vo- dark void mm-hmm. that's in you because you've surrendered all of your humanity. And and no, I think I've I think just, I've even had those feelings too. Like you know, like that feeling when you get out. We of, all have. When you we get all out have of a relationship, and then you're just like, man, I need to get, like. And it's been like a couple months, and then you're like lonely, and then you're like, I'm gonna get back out there, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there, and I'm just gonna talk to women tonight at the bar, and see if I can, you know, hook yeah. up with somebody. And that's like sort of the 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 same thing in my eyes, at least, you know. No, that's facts. That's facts. And yeah, it is. And it all comes from the same place why we seek human connection, right? But yeah. when that gets so corrupted and and it becomes less about, you know, even just the sex or even about the human connection or any of these other things, and it's about kind of almost these capitalist pursuits and it's a sign of your own victories and self-care or whatever the fuck yeah yeah like and and so it's it's just it's a scary thing and and so maybe i shouldn't even open with the incels aren't right because this isn't really what incels talk about incels talk about like women are fucking sluts and they're all you know but this is kind of what what i get home yeah Yeah, like it was just not what i'm saying but I think this is kind of what religious people talk about when they're like, and and the religious people aren't right. You know, the religious people are like, God's forsaking this country because people are fucking, it's Sodom and Gomorrah. But fucking to a a degree, I think the Sodom and Gomorrah shit is a sign of things getting bad. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a sign that we've given up collectively um, on these higher pursuits. Um, And and I think the real thing that, that troubles me, especially about that specific story is that like people are just more it almost seems like more selfish than ever and more self-involved than ever and more atomized and capitalism has already broken down any community or family bonds that we really have community barely exists anymore the family unit barely exists anymore and so why not break down having monogamous partners and having that kind of security and foundation Damn. That seems like and, – and it's not even like there's a they actively breaking that down. But why would that not be the next thing that falls to the wayside in pursuit of capital pursuits? And to the point where even some people with these big careers, they probably don't even necessarily have time for more than casual sex because they work so hard. It would, if you're in a, a relationship with someone who's working the kind of hours that these ruling class uh, wannabes, the aspirational ruling class works, mm. you're going to – you, 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 it's like you have half a partner, you know. It you don't. Yeah, no. And and so, yeah, it takes a lot out of you. Even like how I'm working takes a lot. Of, I still I'm trying to make time, you know, and 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 do the things, but like still I feel like I'm not giving enough time sometimes, you know, or being a little selfish because yeah. of my own aspirations and music and things like that. So, yeah. So I relate a hundred percent. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And 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 it's it's kind of sad because mm-hmm. I think like COVID when the world paused, I had a great time cuz I was able to shack up with my significant other and cook nice meals and focus on each other and watching stuff together and spending time listening to music, like just being with each other. Mm-hmm. And as the world started to spin up again and and get back on and the wheels started to spin at the speed that it normally spins. We lost something that we briefly gained back for a minute. Yeah. 
and there's a huge part of me that just is very um wants that back but i don't want it to be predicated on the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people why can't we just pause this because it's what's good for us as humanity yeah no but for real it's like the point we made last episode you know you go not work for four consecutive days and you feel like a human and then that sunday hits and you're like oh gotta go back to the machine and be a cog in the machine it's yep. it's good for you to and, like slow down and not you know as much as we kind of shat on it earlier do some self care actually and and by yeah not well, doing I, so anything self care like, is good yeah. <laughs> self care is good it's the language around self care yeah. where it's more about like just disregarding anyone else's feelings mm. yeah, you know yeah, yeah. like like there's there's a narcissistic white woman ass fucking like trend with yeah, that don't shit. Don't talk to me. I'm that doing I, my face mask. Don't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bingo. Yeah. And, uh, and it's very privileged and, and it comes from an imperialist mindset, honestly. Um, and, and I think that's something even last episode that we failed to touch on. Like we were talking about how there's all these narratives it's not just the narratives. It's the imperial mindset. And and we live in an imperialist world where the the victors were evil and dominated and did whatever they had to do to secure theirs. And we've obviously taken the lessons from that, that that's how we should all be too. At least the members of this aspirational class, That that's the lesson. Um, and even if it's against your nature... You will fight that nature and fight back tears and fight back whatever's preventing you from doing it to do it because you feel like you have to. Um, and, and, and I, you know, I've seen human nature wither and die. Like, and I've seen some of the greatest minds of my generation just fucking be corrupted by professionalism and, and, and this aspirational bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's sad. It's sad because, uh, you know, what can you do other than just be like, damn, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and that's, I think, where I was with the Django thing. It's like, at least when Django, like, you know, he could fucking, all right, there's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's the bad guy. I'm going to blow up this plantation. It was, the, <laughs> you know, fucking. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's a lot more complicated yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I referenced Django. We you put a big Django poster in the studio. Yeah. Um, and I actually haven't seen it in years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny. Me, you, and and our other friend. Um, we were talking about this when we were at that concert. And you know, my take on Django always was like it's a little too white saviory to with the for the N word usage that's so prevalent yeah. in the film. Um. But you and our other black friend were like, no, but it's the only slave movie I can stomach watching. Yeah, no, but like, like dead ass, because every other one yeah. is just like fucking, it's just black trauma. Like, that's <laughs> all it yeah. is. And it's just like, you know, it's fucking sad to watch. But that one, it's like, holy shit, we're like in a position where we're kicking ass, like for once, like, huh? Like, yeah. that's that's amazing to me in a way. And to, and to, and to talk about the white savior point a little bit. I guess he does die in service yes. of the mission, which yes. typically in the White Savior films doesn't happen. Um, yeah, but then whenever he and, gets and, caught at the end and then he's going back over to the, the the slave camp and then he convinces the dude to or Quentin Tarantino, they let him go. Maybe Quentin Tarantino, the writer of the movie, lets the black man go so he can go back and finish. Oh, I for- see. I haven't seen it in yeah. years. I forgot you, about that. That's maybe the most white yes, savior exactly. shit in the film. The yeah. writer of the oh film. Oh my Quentin god, Tarantino, I never even thought about that. He goes and lets him out. Yeah, granted, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll give you money," and like Django tricked them and then killed them afterwards. But yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, I forgot about that, man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you forget there's Damn. like that bit there's like that big fight scene and it's like, oh, you think that's probably the end of it, but then they just like capture him because they were planning on torturing him and then killing him, right? Yeah, I do remember mm-hmm. dude, I actually want to re let's rewatch yeah. this. 
That I haven't seen it in years. I would love to do it. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, before we move on to other stuff, I, I did. So I, we have a friend that's uh, not ne- necessarily polyamorous, but you know, they have a relationship that it does isn't. Uh, what's it called? Mono- monogamy. It's not a monogamy. It's an open relationship. relationship. Yeah, and I was talking to him and about all this, and I told him the story, and I told him some of the reactions from the people around it, and kind of how I was feeling about it. And he said to me, and 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 I think this is an important thing to point out. That's not real polyamory. Yeah, <laughs> that's that selfish bullshit. Like any partner that actually loves the other partner, that's not how you go about doing mm. it. There's a lot more communication. Now you ask, and, and, and often, fucking be- yeah, it's something you do together. And 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 so, in the same way that like self care could be good, in the same way that polyamory, I'm sure, is good for certain people. There's this like corrupted, selfish version of it mm. that people are applying. Um, you know, basically to justify their own fucking bullshit, you know, which is representative of a larger thing where everyone can come up with these justifications and everybody can kind of over intellectualize their bullshit to then be like, yeah, like to justify their bad actions. Like, let's go back to when people felt bad about themselves and guilty. Let's yeah. bring back guilt, please. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm done. Maybe that's the Catholic, but let's bring back guilt. Like, like, because it also occurs to me. We so you made the great point of people don't want to change or get rid of power; they just want to be in power. And I think if you're a woman or black or gay or any of the, you know, not asexual, that doesn't count. There's no discourse around that. But fucking, if you're if you're and not if you're autistic, really. But if you're black, gay, or woman. Um, or, or LGBTQ. I'm not even going to say IA and not even the T. I don't even think just LB really. Um, (laughs) or fucking you, you can get in these positions of power as a, you know, as a token. And then you can be like, well, yes, I'm the, on the board of Lockheed Martin, but I'm a woman. Yes. So it's good somehow. Mm-hmm. You get what yeah, I'm saying? Because those people haven't been in positions of power in the past. And then from there, they, uh, that, I guess that also like gives you the narrative or that reinforces the narrative of like, oh, anybody could do it. See if you just work hard and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And like the same narrative, I guess that just kind of all goes hand in hand with each other. It all goes hand in hand. Yeah. And I think it's a way – it's like it's one of the many ways that we're able to just kind of rationalize the horrible fucking mechanisms and 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 the, the inherent fucking immorality of keeping the gears of this machine turning and, and legitimizing the wheels by being a part of the system. Um, and listen, the only thing worse than being exploited by capitalism is not being exploited by capitalism and living outside the system. I could testify to that myself. It has not been an easy journey. Um, and, and I, I definitely have some rough years ahead of me, but I'm doing it because I feel a moral imperative to not just surrender to this shit. Mm -hmm. And so on some level, I do feel the moral righteousness to say, no, these people are fucked up for giving into it and not resisting it and being a part of this. And, and, and that's met with so much contempt. Meanwhile, you could be one of the people in this machine and, look so down upon the people who don't participate in it. And that's not met with nearly the same contempt. And even in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, I, we keep coming back to it, but there is this idea like, we need to have jurors that aren't biased against rich people. What? Excuse me? How? <laughs> yeah. Just like, make, get so, rich elitist people in there on the jury. That's what y'all are trying to do. Yeah, like that. that like also what? in like, the same circles as Glenn Maxwell. That's like the only way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, fuck it, eh? And, uh, you know, it's taking place in New York City, so I'm sure there's some salt of the earth people on that fucking jury. But still, you know, where they find them? The fucking the baby nursery yeah. like fucking under a like rock. what the fuck <laughs> yeah like dead ass like how the fuck um but that is institutionally met with so much contempt to have a bias against these pricks and these sickos whereas the other way around the contempt that the sickos have for a drug addict or a homeless mm-hmm. person isn't met with nearly the same contempt yeah. Um, which is once again representative of this kind of imperialist mind shit, sh- shit that we're talking about. Yeah, in fact, those people up there are even adored and 
you know, worshipped in a way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that that was my incel rant. <laughs> you you want to end it there? <laughs> no, that, no, uh, that was thirty minutes. What on the time dot. are we that at? That was thirty minutes. That was thirty minutes on the dot. Yeah, somewhere around. All there. right, let's 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 uh, let's yeah let's we'll release this. This will be imperialist grind set <laughs> and, uh, and imperialist self care. My grind set. <laughs> um and yeah. Let's, uh, I guess one more point is when you're in these institutions surrounded by people that feel this way and are this narcissistic, you're just, you're a product of your environment. Mm-hmm. And, and I am proud and happy to be a product of an environment of fucking drug dealers and hustlers and fucking artists mm-hmm. and fucking the hip hop community and fucking the protest community and the Grateful Dead community. All the places I hail from, I am proud to be influenced and impacted by the people around me. And I, and the people who are of these elite institutions that Ghislaine Maxwell went to herself, the influence and what you pick up from just from that culture, it is so toxic. And then I think how it reproduces itself is everybody wants to be in power. So you emulate the people above you, mm. if you're an aspirational fuck. And those people at those institutions are emulating, the, whether they know it or not, the Jeffrey Epsteins and Ghislaine Maxwells of the world, the madmen motherfuckers. That's who they're emulating. Mm. And the people below them are emulating them. And there's all this emulation of us trying to be these imperialist grind set fucks that don't give a fuck about other human beings. And that is rewarded. So no wonder that that's the trend. And until we fix the system that incentivizes and rewards a lack of humanity... Shit is not going to get better. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good place to leave it. All right, much love, everybody. Um, yeah, hope I didn't make anyone suicidal. Have a good night. (laughs) 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 Yo, not suicidal. Okay, that's good. That's good. (laughs) That's good. Bye, guys. (laughs) We're done.